0: Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here, and welcome yet again to my Show Me the Science podcast. And you know what what's happening actually is, I want, I want to thank people. I'm getting loads of requests to cover topics. This isn't one of them, mind you. But but this morning I had three requests for different topics into my email. So please suggest topics, and if I feel I can talk about them, because obviously I pick stuff I know something about even though Owen thinks that I'm a complete chancer it's not true I do know a few things about science because I love science and I follow every aspect of science really I was a lean towards biology because I'm a biologist and biomedical but but please if you want to suggest something that you want to hear about just let me know and I'll do my best to cover it the three people who just got to me I will get to those topics soon I hope but this one get this it's the science of pet cloning now why am I picking this well again in the last month or so uh, a lot of attention has been uh, focused on, can you clone your beloved pet? Sad to think that time will inevitably take our beloved pets from us, but do we have to let them go? Now you might have a lovely dog that you love to bits, or a cat, or any pet really, and sadly of course they will die eventually of diseases, or old age even. What if you take a bit of their DNA and now you make a clone? And you can get a new Fido Or whatever the name of your dog is Is that feasible? Yes it is First of all It's extremely feasible And there's various companies That will do it for you Proven You know To, to work Although there are a couple of issues As I'll explain as we go along But it's now possible To clone your pet And there's a few notable examples uh, Prominent people Barbara Streisand Did you ever hear of her? Can we talk about Barbara's revelation Last year About cloning her dogs Yeah Famous US Owen's never heard of too young uh, Famous singer she cloned her dog, Samantha. I was so devoted to my 14-year-old dog, Samantha. I mean, she was really like my daughter. She was a, an oddball. That's why I related to her. I was kind of an oddball. The only other way I could get another c- was to clone her. She loved Samantha so much that when Samantha died, she got a bit of DNA. She got two dogs identical, Genetically to Samantha called Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet. So, we now know what uh, Barbara was doing when she sang the song, The Way We Were. I can hear people laughing in the distance. Uh, But anyway, she cloned this dog and got these two lovely dogs, Miss Violet and Miss Scarlet. Delighted. Identical to Samantha. And by the way, Simon Cowell has recently said he's got uh, three Yorkshire Terriers. He will definitely clone them, he said. So, it's getting more and more prominent, the notion of cloning. But let's go back, as ever anybody who listens will know I go back behind the headlines as it were the first mammal to be cloned you all know who it was I'd say Dolly the Sheep she may not be the monster imagined in a science fiction fantasy yet the cuddly Finn Dorset lamb may represent a major landmark in the history of genetic engineering scientists hail it as a triumph for research in aging medicine and genetics in 1996 was the very first mammal to be cloned and to be honest it was a huge success at the time Now, scientists had managed to clone things like frogs. That seemed to be straightforward. They had a huge difficulty cloning mammals. And they didn't know why, and they tweaked it in various ways and changed their protocols. Science can be a bit like that. It can be a bit give it a go territory. I mean, we know what we're doing, kind of. But sometimes you need a bit of luck and you tweak something and it suddenly works. And with Dolly, that's what happened. And and remember, what is a clone? When you take DNA from, say, a skin cell in Dolly, or Dolly's mother, as it were, uh, or in Samantha's, from Samantha, let's use as an example, they took some DNA from Samantha. You take an egg, you remove the DNA from the egg, and you squirt in the DNA that was taken from Samantha into the egg, and you implant that egg into a surrogate you know, dog, and then Samantha, the two cl- the clones were born. Because what's happening here is normally, when you fertilise an egg, is the sperm squirts in the DNA, and that sperm DNA mixes with the egg DNA, And remember, the DNA uh, of you, half it was in the sperm, half was in the egg. And it combines now into the fertilized egg. That's how, you know, life works, basically. Uh, This is different. You're taking the DNA from the egg entirely, and you're using DNA from an adult cell, actually. And that DNA goes in, and now the egg now is fertilized with that DNA. It's a clone, because the DNA has come from. The parent, identical then. You know, when, when, the, when the little offspring is born, it's got the same DNA as was squirted into the egg, you see, and it's a clone. That's how you make them. Very tricky, though. They couldn't do it with Dolly. It took ages. Finally, they cracked it, and lo and behold, the first cloned mammal was Dolly. It's always struck me as rather ridiculous. They cloned sheep. They all look the same anyway. Like, why would you bother cloning a sheep? Uh, because they all look identical. But still, Dolly was chosen. The reason why Dolly was... uh chosen or the sheep was chosen to be honest was that that was done in scotland in the roslyn institute um and it was the agricultural funding agency in the uk paid for all this because they figured if we can clone an, a farm animal you can maybe modify the traits in the animal by modifying the genes and maybe have a better type of fur, a better type of wool in the case of a sheep, say, or a better type of leather if it's a cow, say, or maybe get something into the milk. One idea was they might have got Dolly or offspring of Dolly, as it were, uh, to put things like insulin into its milk and then you could take the milk from the sheep and then purify the insulin as a way to treat diabetics, you know, or other drugs could be put into the milk. So one idea was basically to make genetically modified farm animals that would have added value that would make various things that would be useful. Another idea was you might breed them to be resistant to infections. And that was a big purpose if you could clone a cow, say, such that all the offspring from then on would not get TB. Wouldn't that be tremendous? So again, that was one of the ideas behind this, I guess, overall. Now, the first cat to be cloned, little Nikki. Two thousand and four. The first dog was called Snuppy in two thousand and five. So if you want your pet cloned, it can be done. They see this as a kind of the killer app. Great phrase that we use for new inventions of cloning. Farm animals, it didn't really take off. It's still difficult to do. You get many embryos aren't viable. There can be stillborn animals coming out. You know, it's not it's not ideal in some ways. I mean it has persisted in farm animals for breeding purposes. So they would have used a cloned cattle for instance with certain traits and, and they use that cloned cow as it were to breed with a, with a regular cow and the offspring is like a half a clone as it were if you know what I mean that's one use for this but it hasn't been like farms aren't full of cloned animals because it's still a bit difficult and a bit expensive to do so the killer app wasn't in agriculture they think the killer app could be in cloned pets because people love their pets so much and you never know now there's several companies I won't name them because I might leave some out uh, there's one in the US for instance, very prominent uh, Which will do this for you How much is it? Well to clone your dog Is going to cost you 45,000 euro To clone your cat is 25,000 To clone a horse is 70,000 euro That's a bit more tricky you see So if you want to do it It's going to cost you money obviously And maybe you love your cat or dog so much that That's what you would want to do And that's fine uh, But it's not cheap basically To, to, to do this cloning um, And remember you will get an identical copy uh, being born, they think, and that's the main thing. But, get this, sometimes it's not quite identical. Now, how can that be? Because the DNA is the same. So the DNA in the offspring is the same as the parent. Well, if you look at the coat of a cat, for example, you get a tortoise tortoiseshell, it might be. It turns out that coat can sometimes be driven after you've put the DNA into the egg, so the DNA somehow gets modified by the environment in some way when the egg is... You know, dividing and, and, and forming the cat, as it were. The coat colour isn't just in the DNA. It could be the DNA being modified environmentally. We call this epigenetics. And one of the companies have admitted this, and they've said there is a chance that the coat colour may not be identical in the cat. That's one thing that might differ. Now, mainly it is, because it's mainly in the DNA. But again, no guarantees uh, that the coat colour would be the same. And you kind of sign up to that, but there is a good chance it would. The second thing is, you're probably cloning your cat or dog. Because of the personality and cats and dogs have personalities and again uh, that isn't guaranteed because personality can be driven through environment and how the dog or cat is being brought up as a little puppy dog or it might be and one of the companies again has said that 25 percent of a pet's personality comes from the environment rather than the dna so again there's a chance you won't get the same personality but still there's a reasonably high chance that you will but still remember this isn't foolproof is the overall idea here now, uh, another thing to mention is uh, a series of cats were cloned by an American company. Uh, one was called Rainbow, and they called the clone Copycat. Isn't that a great name? Not a bad name for clone cat. So it became more and more common. to cl- Cats seem rather straightforward to clone. Uh, now, with horses, a bit on that. They are cloning polo horses. Uh, because horses are very important for polo. And again, they're being used to breed other horses. Uh, the uh, the agency, the equestrian regulatory body, said you cannot use these cloned animals to compete in events. You can use their offspring. So it's a bit controversial as to whether you can use cloned animals to compete in races or in polo, for instance, a bit of a grey area. Uh, one cloned polo horse sold for $800,000. And it was used then to sire other horses, you see. So and they were able to race because they weren't cloned. So it's a bit, little bit sort of unusual, though, I suppose, a bit controversial, but there you have it. And then the same with the animals. I mean, y- you cannot sell cloned beef in a supermarket in the US, for instance, but you can use a cloned cow to breed other cows. So we're not quite there yet to see these things happening. And I guess, as I say, the main thing is, uh, is pet cloning. Now, one justifiable use for cloning is to protect endangered species because there are lots of endangered species. If we could clone them, we can keep them going. And secondly, to bring back extinct animals, wouldn't that be great? Uh, And you can take DNA if you can. And it's happened. There is an animal called the Pyrenean ibex, which became extinct. They got some DNA and they managed to clone an ibex that had become extinct. Sadly, though, uh, it didn't live very long and it died of a lung defect. And that's one of our concerns. And in fact, the animal welfare lobby, if you will, very justifiably are worried about these kinds of things will a cloned animal have, have have poor health and dolly herself died of a lung disease so you don't know if cloning is actually somehow harming the animal and it might die of a disease and that's been looked at very closely again there's not much evidence for it it's probably a rare event that that that, that, that ibex developed a lung disease but still that's one of the concerns that cloning might give rise to animals and th- uh, that have got various illnesses and secondly it's very wasteful remember uh, lots of embryos don't survive and there's an ethical Question there as well, I guess, to make us scratch our heads. And of course, if we talk about humans and the cloning of humans, that is now possible as well. Remember, they, they managed to clone primates, first of all. Uh, and that was shown very early on. The Chinese could do that. Uh, and therefore, we're, we're like a primate. So it would be straightforward for us to, uh, to clone humans. There's all these um, science fiction movies involving clones. One of my favorite is Moon, made by David Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, where there's a clone on the moon. Uh, in the mining industry, and it turns out there's all these clones on the moon. Two clones meet, and that causes all kinds of consternation. Hello, Sam. What is it about Sam that scares you? He flies off the heat. But it is possible to clone humans. It's ethically unacceptable now, of course, because we don't know the consequences of what that might be. Uh, a Chinese scientist by the name of Jen Kui, he claimed to have cloned two humans, two babies, Lulu and Nana were born. And what he did was he modified a gene in those clones to make them resistant to HIV which seems like a good thing doesn't it? But the trouble is we don't know the consequences of that. He was thrown in jail for doing this and fined $430,000. So cloning humans is illegal uh, and there are many ethical concerns around that. But remember it is not illegal to clone your pet if you should choose to do it. Uh, But you may not get an identical version of your beloved cat or dog so you've got to be careful and uh, maybe it's much uh, better to take an animal from one of the animal rescue centres because loads of those that need a good home and the animal welfare people are encouraging people to do that instead of doing the cloning but again it's a free world and you can clone your pet if you wish and certainly if you take an animal from an animal rescue centre it's much cheaper than wondering how much is that clone in the window now Oh, and got the joke. He's laughing. Great. So, maybe the better thing to do is to, instead of cloning your beloved pet, find a pet in a rescue center that looks a bit like your beloved pet and raise that pet with all the love that you showed for your original pet. So, there you have it. The science of pet cloning. Hope you got something out of that. And maybe it'll make you think twice. You never know. And thanks for listening. Uh, and remember, my podcast is available for download every Thursday. And it's a news talk production. Thanks for listening.